welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I have to confess that I love the shows that come at the end of every year that, you know, tell us the 10 trends of this or the 10 biggest moments of the year or the you know, the 20 most popular this and that of the year. I like those kinds of shows. I like somehow being able to get my mind around what's happened in a given year. And I also get moved, by the way, at those uh, those countdowns or those listings of people who have passed away in the previous year. I love all of that kind of stuff. And so I assembled a, a list of my own and I'm calling it the 10 Faith Trends of 2011. I like paying attention to faith and how it's shaping our society and shaping our times. And, and I, I was I'm very, very intrigued by all that's happened in 2011, especially from a faith perspective. So I'm, I'm calling this talk 10 Faith Trends of 2011. Let me get right to them. Uh, one of the most important, uh, and so the one I made number one in this list is something I've already spoken about in my podcasts, and that is our Mormon moment in America. I don't think there's any question that the fact that Mormons have achieved such prominence uh, is an absolutely astonishing faith trend in American history and also in 2011. You, you can imagine uh, what I would be referring to, uh, that Mitt Romney is one of the lead contenders for the Republican nomination for president. Uh, as, as a Mormon, that Glenn Beck is one of the leading broadcasters, that uh, the top play on Broadway is the Book of Mormon, uh, that the woman who wrote the Twilight series, Stephanie Myers, is a Mormon, that you have 13 Mormons in Congress, uh, both, both the House and the Senate. Uh, I could just go on and on and on with all of the uh, symbols of the fact that Mormons have not just reached acceptance, but prominence. Uh, you have Brigham Young University, and you have the, the Stephen Covey management tools, and it just goes on forever. And so I think that one of the major trends, one of the major defining religious trends of our time is the ascent of Mormonism. I'm going to come back to something about them uh, before I'm finished with this list of 10. Uh, the second most important uh, faith trend or faith happening of 2011, I believe, um, uh, is the Arab Spring. And to understand the Arab Spring, you really need to understand something that I'm always emphasizing, but I know people's eyes roll back in their heads when they hear me say the word, and that's demographics. Uh, the fact is that there is a demographic shift happening in the world, and it is uh, directly responsible for the Arab Spring. Now, we all know what the Arab Spring was. It was when uh, people's movements in various Middle Eastern countries, usually dominated by an old secular or Islamic guard, um, people's movements arose against the old guard, uh, and there, there was something of a democratic uh, uprising, an expression, an overthrow of government. Well, this happened uh, largely because of that force that folks get tired of talking about or thinking about, uh, but which is a massive force in our society uh, and in our world, and that is demographics. In Egypt, for example, the average age, the mean age in Egypt is 24. Well, that explains a great deal why 
Uh, a young tribe is arising against the old guard, the Mubaraks, and, and throwing them out of power. Uh, that young tribe is internet-oriented, Facebook-oriented. Yes, maybe they want to identify with their Muslim faith, but, uh, but they want to do it in a new way that allows them to have Christian friends and connect with the West and so on. And so the fact that the average age in Egypt is 24 had a huge amount to do with the Arab Spring. The fact that the average age in Iraq is 20 uh, is also huge and is going to portend uh, huge things for that country. In fact, I was in the Philippines not long ago. The average age there is 22. These are unbelievably young average ages. And, uh, and of course, it's going to mean massive social change and political change for the country. By contrast, by example, the average age in the United States is 38. And the average age in, uh, in England and the UK is 40. So this tells you a great deal about what's happening and a great deal about what caused the Arab Spring. And I think this is uh, just, just huge as a force in the, in the world, uh, particularly in the area of religion. Number three, believe it or not, is also about the Arab Spring, because even though you have a young tribe rising against the older oppressors, uh, the fact is that it's my view that old Muslim forces have kidnapped the Arab Spring. If you look at the main countries where the Arab Spring took place and where it's happening now, uh, a force called the Muslim Brotherhood has moved in, uh, is winning elections, has pretty much captured the revolution. Uh, this is happening all throughout the Middle East, wherever uh, an assumed democracy sort of raised its head. And so keep your eye on this. This is very, very important. Obviously, we in the West uh, love democratic uprisings. We love power to the people. Uh, we love seeing the young arise and cast off the, the carcass of an older generation's oppression. But sometimes this just destabilizes a country and allows uh, evil forces, I would call them, or insidious forces to move in uh, and to do harm. And I believe what's happening in three or four Muslim countries uh, is that the Muslim Brotherhood is kidnapping the revolution. That's number three, and that's pretty important. Number four, I think, is also important, and that is that the Pew Forum, uh, not at all a conservative think tank or, or study group, uh, has, con has actually used the phrase pro-life America because now about 56% of Americans believe uh, that the child in the womb is a human being during the entire of the nine months and ought not to be taken without that, of course, being murder. So they've used the phrase pro-life America for the first time since Roe v. Wade in 1973. A, ma a vast majority of Americans uh, believe that the child in the womb uh, is a human life and ought to be protected. That's a massive trend. It's gaining force. Uh, it's gaining force not just for religious and uh, uh, philosophical reasons, but it's also gaining force because of technology and ultrasound machines and the way that a younger generation is being convinced by ultrasound photographs. So keep that in mind. That's going to really change our politics and the course of our nation. Number five has to do uh, with the informalization of American Christianity. I've made that word up. Uh, the idea uh, that American Christianity, and Christianity is still very much the dominant religion in America, is becoming much, much less institutional, uh, much less formal. Uh, for example, uh, adult attendance of church in America is down approximately 10%. Adult attendance of Sunday school is down approximately 10%. 
Also, church volunteerism is down approximately 10%. It just so happens that, that all of those, those categories are either side of 10%. But the number of people claiming to be born, in, born again in America is up about 16%. Uh, much higher than it has been in decades. So religion, according to these surveys that I'm citing and others, is more important to Americans than ever, and yet uh, many of them are disassociating from the institutions of religion. Well, that's got its good side, it's got its bad side, but there's no question that that is a massive trend in American society. And those who look at church attendance and and church giving and so on as the sole measure of American religion are going to miss the fact that Americans are simply becoming more informal about their religion, but they're becoming more passionate about religion. Uh, Number six uh, is something I'm calling the Rob Bell factor. And it's the fact that a, that, that a person can arise on the national scene in the United States, proclaim something completely contrary to the gospel of Jesus, and the churches hardly make a sound. I think this is a trend. It's a portend something that's not, uh, uh, not necessarily positive if you are an evangelical like I am. Uh, but even if you're not, even if you're just observe, an observer of American religious trends, um, what we know is that the American churches are not very doctrinally oriented. They are not going to uh, man the ramparts of their doctrinal uh, forts and their doctrinal you know, military facilities, so to speak, of, of, their, of their doctrinal structures. Uh, very few came out in opposition to Rob Bell, and yet Rob Bell was saying things about the teachings of Jesus and what happens in an afterlife that have been at the core of Christianity for, for ever since, of course, the first creeds were devised. So this is a factor that's going to continue to uh, plague us, I believe, continue to be an issue, uh, and it's also going to be a factor in American culture and politics. Number seven is a very interesting trend, and I won't bore you with all the statistics, but let me say it this way. Throughout most of American religion, in fact, throughout most of world Christianity, there's been a tension between the mystic and the reformer. The mystic just wanted to know God, be in his presence, pray, have prayer meetings, have Bible studies, things of that nature. Uh, The reformer wanted to take an impetus from the love of God and scripture and so on and go and change society. What's interesting is that statistically, the young, the millennials, are perfectly merging that dichotomy into one. Uh, No longer with that generation do you have the difference between the mystic and the reformer. Uh, Instead, you have them merged. So yes, they want to have spiritual experiences. Yes, the 20-somethings want to know God, have have encounters, uh, hear his voice, know his leading, know his impressions, feel things. But they also insist that true religion is making a difference in the real world. And I think that's going to be a marvelous trend, but it certainly is not the way their parents thought. Uh, Number eight is the result also of a Pew Forum study, and it has to do with religious knowledge. Um, The Pew Forum does a marvelous job scanning religious knowledge, and uh, it was very interesting. In a survey they've done of late, uh, it was found that atheists and agnostics know more about religion uh, than any other group. Jews are second in that list. Uh, White evangelical Protestants are third in that list, 
Uh, and then finally you get down to Catholics and mainline Protestants. And then, frankly, nothing in particular is one of the categories under mainline Protestants. So uh, actually, I, by the way, I left somebody out. It's atheists, Jewish, Jews, then Mormons, and then white evangelical Protestants. Well, when this list came out, uh, evangelicals just went crazy to find that Mormons, Jews, and atheists knew more about religion than they did. Um, but it was embarrassing uh, what evangelicals could not answer about their own faith. In fact, Protestants in general did horribly. Uh, only, uh, in fact, 53% of Protestants could not identify who Martin Luther was. Now, just in case you don't know, Martin Luther was the a uh, man who inspired the Protestant Reformation and therefore created the whole Protestant movement along with people like John Calvin. So the idea that, that um, more than half of Protestants can't name the founder of their movement uh, is tragic. So we're dealing with, uh, especially in the Christian world, a horrible loss of knowledge. And I think it was unbelievably convicting to a lot of evangelical Christians who pride themselves on their knowledge of uh, their faith and the scriptures that uh, atheists, Jews, Mormons all know more than they do, uh, even, by the way, about their own faith. Uh, there is uh, number nine is the interesting trend uh, in religions. And, and by the way, the last two in my list really deal uh, with certain uh, assumptions and myths uh, that, are, that are floating around uh, the world, especially in the United States. Uh, many people, for example, assume that Islam is the fastest growing religion in the world. It's not. Uh, there's absolutely no question that Christianity is the fastest growing religion in the world. It increased in 2011 by 6.9%. Now, the second fastest growing religious segment in the world, believe it or not, is what's called non-religious. This would be atheists, people who identify themselves as secular humanists, uh, or people who just have no religious preference whatsoever. So the fastest growing by far is 6.9% Christians. Uh, the second is secular, non-religious, some broad category like that. Then Muslims are increasing at 2.7% a year. And by the way, the vast majority of that is birth rates. Hindus are next, not Mormons, but Hindus are next at 2.3%. Uh, and then the Pew Forum has a category called nominal Christians. I think that means sort of mainline Protestant and Catholic, that would be 2.2%. And then finally, at the, at the bottom of this brief list is the Buddhists, who are growing at 1.7%. So, so the growth patterns are much, much different than most people believe. Most people, especially in the West, believe that Islam is growing dramatically in the world. Well, it's only 2.7%, uh, and most of that's by birth rates. Uh, but Christianity is growing by 6.9%. By the way, most of that is by conversion, since most of the current Christian world is actually decreasing in its population. And then finally, uh, number 10 has to do with uh, some more stats that'll make your eyes roll back in your head. But it's so interesting uh, because in America, there is uh, an assumption, and I, I have had both of these things said to me even within the last year, uh, that Muslims and or Mormons are taking over America. And if they don't mention those two, uh, then they mention atheists. Well, listen to this. America is 300 million people, but there are only 6 million Mormons in America. Only 6 million. In fact, there are only 13 million worldwide. The thing that's drawn so much attention is not their number, but their influence. 
listen to this. There are only 7 million Muslims in America out of 300 million people. And by the way, that number is high. One estimate of the number of Muslims in America uh, is is, uh, 2.5 million. But 7 million people. And then some folks would say that atheists are taking over America. But an interesting trend over this last year is, is showing us, of course, this is not true and that, and that really the balances are different than most people are, have thought. Only 2% of Americans describe themselves as atheists. Only 2%. So my final trend, my final of the 10 uh, tra- faith trends of 2011 uh, is that fear is overblown and misinformation reigns. Only 6 million Americans, only 6 million Mormons in America, only 7 million Muslims, and only 2% of our population says they're atheists. So whatever is happening in America, it's not because somebody is some religious group or anti-religious group is quote-unquote taking us over. It is instead, perhaps, that some people are exerting influence they've never exerted before, and this is inspiring fear. So those are the faith trends for 2011, and we'll be talking about this also in 2012. Faith is shaping our times, just not in the way most people think. This Stephen Mansfield podcast was brought to you by the Mansfield Group. Find us at mansfieldgroup.com.